0: Sports Talk for real sports
1: fans. 1700 The Champ. Hey
2: everybody, welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you right here on 1700 The Champ. And a great show lined up for you today. Ken Silverstein, Big Ten Conference Insider, uh, will join us here in roughly about 15 minutes or so. Uh, We're going to pick his brain a lot about what's going on in the Big Ten. Trent, look, I'm I'm really excited uh, about this weekend. There are some really, really good college games. And I'm real curious about, you know, what's going to take place with Iowa and Maryland. Are we still going to see that juggernaut offense? Or are things going to get, you know, because Maryland runs the ball so much, does that change maybe what Kirk Ferentz and company really wants to do?
3: Yeah, kind of the style of game. And we've seen the aggressiveness out of this Iowa team. And uh, we talked about the total in this game earlier this week, Jimmy B. It opened up at 53 in a lot of places. Yesterday it was at 48 and a half. Now it is down to 45, the total points in this game. It just continues to plummet uh, across the board. In fact, a a big line move this morning. Uh, In fact, uh, real early this morning is when the next big substantial line move has been out there. Must be a lot of people looking at those wind conditions. And, And, Jim, I've talked to handicappers throughout the years, More than rain, more than snow, more than anything weather-wise, wind is what impacts totals. And because of that, the question that I have about this, Jimmy B, is if you think it's going to be a game where both teams are relying on the ground game for the most part. You certainly assume that would be the case in windy conditions. But what would you rather be? Iowa would show in a propensity to being able to throw the football and a guy that has a strong arm in Nate Stanley or somebody like Kasim Hill who is more of a runner I certainly think you'd want to have the guy with a stronger arm in a spot like this and take advantage when the conditions weren't. when you do have your wind at your back, going up there and making plays up the field.
2: I'm with you on that. Look, I, I think the wind, and you're correct, uh, that's what uh, quarterbacks dislike the most. They can throw when it's raining or uh, if it's snowing. You're right about that. Is The wind is a major problem. The problem will be, and Trent, you've been down there as a fan, sitting in the stands close to the field. I'm just curious how the new uh, North End is going to affect wind patterns now in that stadium, and are they going to like be one minute blowing one way and then the next minute blowing a different way? And if they're really uh, uh, brisk and and like say 20, 25 miles an hour. How's that going to change things as well? And you're going to have to figure out which end of the stadium then that you want to, that you figure that you can have your best uh, offensive opportunities as well.
3: Yeah, and and to be honest, Jim, I don't think we really know. With, with the new stadium, the new end zone, as you mentioned, that's been yep. built, I don't think it's in the north end. So that's normally, especially when we get in here into fall and into uh, deeper on in the season, that's when those prevailing winds usually come out of the north-northwest, and because of that, it's a huge question mark. You have a lot bigger than back in the day, the new press box that was built years ago. That's a lot bigger. Now the new end zone up there and how much higher that it is, I think it's a huge question, and because of that, I was going into this week, Jimmy B., I was all about the over. I thought there were going to be points. I thought Iowa would give up some big Mm -hmm. plays, but what we've seen out of the passing game, that they were going to be able to score on this Maryland team, I'm all of a sudden dumbfounded, and Jim, as the week progresses, normally you get more and more confident with your pick and the direction that you're heading, and you start to really lock in. Now I'm going back, and earlier this week when we were talking about this game, I had no problem. I would win it handily, I thought. I thought they were going to be in great shape. Now as it sits here today, I'm more concerned about this game. I don't think there's going to be as many points scored. I don't know what these special teams is going to look like. Suddenly... I'm confused as ever about this football game on Saturday.
2: <laughs> I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I when you when you talk about bad weather and 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 you're right. Players can make the adjustments to rain and snow, but the wind you can't, especially if it is swirling wind, not just blowing in a in a certain direction. And it, it just dawned on me with what they had done by what they accomplished in that north end zone how that's going to change wind patterns and if it is Trent really really blowing hard like there are a couple of prognostications that indicate that Mm -hmm. how's that going to impact the game is it just going to turn into an all-out running game and who can ever pick up more than three yards in a cloud of dust is going to be the winner here I, I mean that that could it could come down to something like that.
3: Well, and, and the difference normally you'd feel fine with Iowa in a game like that against a team that I would. Yeah, yeah, you're you're normally good. Here's the problem, Jimmy B. This team hasn't run the football very well this year. Hey, mm-hmm. Can can you name the uh, time that they got a hundred yard rusher this year? No, you can't because it uh, hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. Yeah. How about this stat? This might be the most shocking stat of the year. I was five and one. They're playing very well offensively. Take a guess how many times they've had a rush. Not a touchdown run, but just a rush this year of 20 yards or more.
2: 20 yards or more. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're, I we're not see, talking 50 I'm, yarders or, you know,
3: anything like right, that.
2: Just, but just, just just, a 20 yard 20 rush. 20 yard rush. From, from a running back, correct? From anybody. From anybody. 20 yeah. yards. I'm going to say five times. Five times.
3: I, I think normally. That would be a good guess. And in most years, you'd probably double it. They played six games, you'd say, yeah, probably about 12, to a game. Seems about right. Yeah. Once. Wow. One time wow. this season, wow. Iowa has run for more than 20 yards. It was a 40-yarder in game one against Northern Illinois when Torin Young came in. Remember, he came out guns a-blazing in that second half against the Huskies. He had the big carry for 40 yards. Makai Sargent, it has got a little wiggle to his game. His longest rush this year, 18 yards. Ivory Kelly Martin, same thing. The starter, yeah, longest rush this year, nineteen yards, and now in a condensed box of a game where maybe you're not going to be able to throw the football, going to be making it much more difficult for this offensive line. Ooh, there goes that concern meter again, Jimmy B.
2: Mm, man, oh man, oh man. Now, now I'm uh, confused as well. <laughs> Just what because we I, need, confusion I, on a yeah. Thursday. Yes, because I felt that Iowa, with what we had seen the last two road games, would be able to put points against on the board against this uh, Maryland defense. But if indeed the weather conditions dictate that it turns into a ground and pound, I mean, that's Maryland's game right now, is ground and pound. So... It could be one of the fastest games ever played in college football, if that's the case. <laughs> it, it could be. You
3: know, and another thing, Jim, you, you mentioned the Maryland offense. That, don't think of this. I know a lot of people are trying to equate this to the triple option attack that Iowa saw back with, uh, after the 2009 season with Georgia Tech and seeing that. You have to remember, okay, maybe there's some similarities. It's not the flex bone. There's not a guy going backwards in motion. It's not old-school triple option football. But there are different options, and with the jet sweeps, the huge difference here, though, they had a month to prepare for that offense. And Norm Parker, it's one of the great stories, of Norm Parker explaining what you do. He said, you know, it's, just, it's old school. It's old school. You do the same thing. You play your, your gaps, your sounds, your fundamental element, and really there. You stop the triple option, and of course they did. A very high-powered offense, and Iowa obliterated them in the Orange Bowl of 2010. But the difference here." with a week to prepare and all these motions, and coupled with Iowa and the injuries that they've had defensively, this Mm -hmm. is going to be, in my estimation, much more difficult. Four weeks to prepare versus a week to prepare. I I don't like people that are trying to equate what they saw with the triple option of Georgia Tech to what they're going to see with Maryland.
2: I'm with you on on that. When when you take a look at what Maryland did, and I watched that Texas game, uh, they are explosive. Uh, from that standpoint with what at least they were when we watched them against Texas. And I know that they're coming in. Trent, they, they got a lot of baggage on this team. They do. Uh, Durkin, the head coach, who is not with the team, uh is has been sent away after what happened with the death of the player and now he's attempting to come back i mean there are a lot of outside influences that are surrounding the university of maryland and this football team i don't know how 18 to 21 or 22 year old guys are going to respond to that to be honest with you but i do believe that you, you just can't Turn it off totally, right? I mean, it's it's got to be someplace in the back of your in the back of your mind that all of this is going on, and yet you still have to concentrate on trying to win a road game.
3: You do, and you also wonder emotionally what's left here. That victory against Texas was great. That was a long time ago, and as the season progresses for Maryland, yeah, they beat up on Rutgers last week, but this is certainly going to be something completely different for them. They want to get to bowl eligibility. That's a realistic goal. For Maryland, they still have games left with Illinois, Indiana. At the end of the season, they have to play Ohio State and Penn State. So they got to get the victories now, and they have to find two more. I'm sure, though this is a nationally ranked team in Iowa, I'm sure this is one that Maryland thinks, we can get this one. This is going to help us get to bowl eligibility.
2: I think you're probably right about that. And this is, the more that I thought about it, and the more that you told me about how those lines have uh, adjusted, and also the over-under, the way that that has moved as well, man oh man, the the guys in Vegas, that is a telltale sign uh, about what their thinking is on this game. and. I think you're right, confusion on Thursday. Normally by Thursday, you and I are starting to feel pretty good about our picks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm totally messed up. Jimmy B., uh, one other note here
3: away from the local front, and that deals with what we saw last night in just a wonderful night of baseball. You got to see Clayton Kershaw do his thing. Some shaky moments early on, gave up the run in the in the third inning, and it could have been more. He got out of it, and then we saw dominant Clayton Kershaw. Fun to watch when you're seeing a pitcher at that level, but I don't want to get your perspective on that. Dodgers now up in the series 3-2 as they make their way back to Milwaukee. It's what happened last night. Astros and the Red Sox, and you were going crazy. You were you were fishing out there. You were trolling. You were trying to get those the Cubs fans baited in.
2: Well, look, it drives me crazy. Uh I'll never forgive them for what they did to a human being who was doing what every fan does. i'll I'll never forgive them for that ever. So from that aspect, uh, i found it I found it interesting that you had a similar situation, and this was a home run. The other was just a foul ball and 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 it and it would have maybe have been an out if. He, if Moses Alou could have caught it, but it was up into the stands. I'm not so sure maybe that he really had that good a shot at it. But this was a home run ball that appeared to be not, not really an opportunity to make a play on. And in the game last night, the outfielder made a terrific run to the wall, leaped, had his glove in position, Trent, and then his glove gets bumped by fans trying to... You know, make a play on the ball. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I'm, I'm looking uh, on Twitter and, and other places today, and fans are defending themselves. Well, this is the fans' domain. We pay money. Yes. We pay your salary. Okay? All right, I get that. If it's the fans' domain, then why did Bartman take such grief and have to leave town? He was doing what a fan does. It was a fans' domain. That's why I kind of uh, went off a little bit last night. Look, I I get it that when you sit in those first couple of rows and the ball's coming your way, what the hell is your first instinct? Put your hands up and try to make a catch. That's a fam. That's why you go to the games, to try to catch a foul ball. So I I get it. I I don't know what the answer is going to be, Trent. I mean, you can't put, like, a screen all the way around the stadium, the ballpark. That's not going to work. I don't know if you take out the first couple of rows of seats. Owners aren't going to want to do that. They're in the business to make money. I, I get that players get upset about it when they go into the stands trying to make a play. I understand that. I don't think there's any happy solution here. Can you find one? Go like the Metrodome back
3: in the day. Put plexiglass all the way around, and then you don't have to worry about it. That's the way they were doing, <laughs> doing that. Jim, though, I don't think these situations are similar. You're talking about, well, a Houston team that just won a World Series last year, not a team that was on a 100 year drought. You're talking about 2 1 series, not game six. You're talking about. The the instances they're they're so completely different here. It was in the second inning, not in the eighth inning. A little still, bit of a stretch it's, it's, out of you. A
0: little still, bit of a still
2: stretch. The, it's still the fans' domain, is what it is.
3: And regardless of that, we got to take a break. We got Ken Silverstein stopping by next. We're going to talk some Big Ten football with him. The Buckeyes, though, winning not overly impressive. What does he think about his home state second-ranked team? And we'll get into the juggernaut that is the Iowa offense. Does it continue this week with Maryland? We're talking Big Ten football with Ken Silversee next on Jimmy B And it's
4: Bill Ryder. So great to be talking to the hometown once again. Catch Ryder the you every weekday from 6 to 9 p.m. on 1700 The Champ. <laughs>
5: a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate and we are changing the way you think about selling your home.
6: Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply.
3: Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts.
5: Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your car's broke down. Instead, call an audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Urbindale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Urbandale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Urbandale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. (laughs) Down. Absolute auto repair. The votes
0: are in and the people have spoken. The majority of Central Iowa residents are sick of their old rides. Hey, Joe Clements here from Capital, Capital City, City Motor Company. Company. All these political ads are hogging the airtime and blocking me out, leaving me with absentee buyers and way too many cars. So I'm left with a huge election selection. That means you could save up to four grand on a nicer, newer car or rally your party for just ten bucks down. Cast your old ride aside and vote for a nicer, newer car today. Worried your credit will keep you off the ticket? Don't be my one and only for the people credit. Approval process means we want to say yes to you, even if you've been told no before. So join the nicer, newer car party and get the car you deserve. Elect to drive a nicer, newer car and save up to four grand or just ten bucks down. But hurry, just like campaign promises, this deal won't last past the end of the month. I'm Joe Clement, and I'm your dealer for the people, and I approve this message. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University, one block off I 235 on the State Fair side. Call 265 1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com. Approvedbyjoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com
6: purchase price, specs, actual discount, all terms subject to approval, some
0: minimum
2: requirements.
5: What type of people will create a world without type 1
6: diabetes?
1: We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type.
6: The type that will walk for life-changing research.
5: And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the
3: first step at walk. Are you interested in starting a new franchise?
1: sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We continue right here. 1700, the champ, Jimmy B and TC welcoming in Big Ten Conference Insider, Ken Silverstein. He joins us right now. Uh, Ken, how are you? And most importantly, Where are you right now on the Big Ten with the top teams uh, playing well? Yeah, i got to tell you,
7: guys, um, after watching Michigan, and that's as good as Michigan has looked in a lot of years. You've got to go back a long, long way, both defensively, offensively, obviously special teams. I think right now Michigan's the best team in the conference. Now, obviously, Ohio State is perfect. They're number two uh, in the country. Michigan is a few slots back with a loss on the road, which feels like eon eons go uh, in South Bend against now what is perceived to be a very good Notre Dame team. So um, I'm going to put that loss off to the side and say Michigan right now, as of this conversation, on the eve of the eve of the rivalry game, one of the rivalry games in the Big Ten, Michigan, Michigan State, in East Lansing, I'm going to assume Michigan's going to win. I'm almost positive they're going to win. And I think right now Michigan's the best team in this conference.
3: It's feeling that way, and Ohio State has shown a bunch of, of certainly problems uh, with that defense and, and struggled to put away Minnesota. But before we get any deeper, uh, let me reintroduce my co-host here. This is Jim Brinson, Ken Silverstein. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> talked before. Yeah, well, uh, he's, he's been um, somewhere. Well, you know, he's a very busy
7: man. Yes, you know, he's, he uh, is. He's wheeling, he's dealing, he's dealing, he's wheeling. He's, uh, he's got all 26 weathers covered. That's Brinson.
3: He does, he does. All right. Hey, right, let's, let's go to your home state, and Ken, let's, let's take a look at these Buckeyes. After the performance we've seen now the last couple of weeks, after the win against Penn State, the emotion, sure, you can understand a letdown against Indiana, against Minnesota. There seems to be more than that. Now Purdue's on tap, and if you just look at the record, you say, oh, another ho-hum Purdue team, no big deal. They'll go in there, and the offense will, will throttle them. But what concerns you most right now with this Buckeye team?
7: Wow, how much time do we have? Um, we got plenty. Ranked, well, for a team that's ranked number two in the country, that's Brent. seven and zero, oh, that has won counting last year, I guess now twelve in a row, and now has the second longest winning streak. If you overlap these years, I guess what Central Florida uh, sits at top um, with consecutive wins. It's um, some of it is Nick Bosa. Uh, Nick Bosa is going to be arguably a top three five maybe some mock drafts haven't been being taken at number one i don't i don't think bolsa will be taking number one i think a qb particularly if it's the giants i can almost guarantee you if the giants have the number one pick they're not picking Bolso. they'll pick a quarterback probably the herbert kid out of oregon but we'll save that for later down the road um i think some of it is the injury to bolsa arguably one of the best players in the country no doubt Number two, now this week now, everyone knows what I thought was going to happen the whole time. Uh, a source told me a long time ago the injury was pretty nasty and that he wouldn't be available at the earliest until mid-December. And at that point, I think the family said, "Hey, we got millions of dollars on the table. Um, we love your Buckeye Nation, but you know what? The kids got to do what the kids got to do, And so he is moving on. So I think there's a hangover. And then, quite frankly, this is the worst linebacker play. I've been covering this league for 20 years. And, obviously, as part of that, Ohio State's one of the schools in the conference, obviously, along with everybody else. This is the worst linebacker play that I've ever seen the Buckeyes have. And I'm not sure, is it coaching with Bill Davis, the linebacker coach, who's in his second year, whether they missed on a couple kids, which is possible, maybe on one of them particularly. So the linebacker play isn't up to the level that um, they normally have where they're sending guys to the NFL. And then the back four, where they've been rolling out first-round picks, Denzel Ward, fourth pick, Cleveland Browns, Malik Hooker, high first-round pick, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Colts, Marshawn Latimer, high first-round pick, New Orleans Saints, high first-round pick, 10th overall, Eli Apple, New York Giants, high first-round pick, Oakland uh, Raiders, Gary Conley, uh, third round pick, Von Bell, New Orleans Saints. These guys have all gone through here in the last five, six years. They don't have anybody in their back four. Their two best back four guys are safety, Jordan Fuller, who I think is a third round pick, and Kendall Sheffield. Talent wise, he's a first or second, but it just doesn't, he's inconsistent, doesn't translate. So even though he's got talent to be a first, or a high second because he's going to run like the wind but just doesn't make enough plays in my book so he's a third round pick so when you go away from the latimores the apples the the conleys the hookers the Von bells um the denzel wards who's it up with the cleveland browns and you substitute them with talented players who will start literally on every team in the big 10 but there's a drop there's a there's a drop and there's there's the problem right now. Bolsa covered up some of those issues because he's a top three pick. Now that he's gone, that back seven is more exposed. It is going to be lights out Saturday night in West Lafayette. You're going to need to score 40 or more to win this game. I don't know, Trent. You know the over unders a lot better than I. I don't know what it is. You're going to tell me here in a moment or two. I think you're going to need to score 42-ish to win this game. I think both quarterbacks will combine to throw nearly 80 passes. (laughs) This is going to be a Big 12 football game. This is going to be like Oklahoma and Baylor or Texas Tech over the last few years. You pick the year, you pick the quarterback, it'll make a difference. This is going to be like Big 12 football. Um, I'm going to to make a bold prediction, boys. Um, They're not the second best team in the country. Are they top 10? Yeah, they're top 10. When you have two recruiting classes back-to-back that are number two nationally, you got a lot of players. But Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it's not jiving totally. Some of it I've just explained. I think Purdue's going to beat them by a field goal. I I think it's going to be really close, high-scoring, could be last team that touches the ball. Also, Ohio State may have to use a backup place kicker. He played last week, kicked from Buffalo, New York. He had all three field goals. That's at home and at Somewhat non-pressure situation. I don't know if the kid can do it. He's never had to do it before. He's a young player. He's a backup place kicker. If he's got to kick a late field goal, I don't know. So I'm picking Purdue, even though Ohio State's got a lot better players. Uh, I know one thing, Purdue's got the best freshman, not only in the Big Ten, but they may have the best freshman. He could be that good. He may be one of, if not the best freshman in the country. And the Moore kid, the wide receiver, yeah. he's that good, and he is going to terrorize Ohio State's back seven as he's been terrorizing everybody that he has played so far this year.
3: That number sixty-eight and a half—the total in the game—a big number there. Oh, it's going to be higher than that trend. Yeah,
7: I'm it... not telling you to put money down. That's not what I do. <laughs> but that is—I had no—I I would have thought if you had said, to me, Kent, take a guess on what the over/under is. Oh, I would have had it like mid-70s, and I, got, I think it's going to be a little around 80. I'm serious. If the weather, and I've looked at the weather, it looks like it may be a little windy.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: That might have an effect, might lower the number a little bit. But Blau well, is playing lights out, and I know one thing. The other kid wearing scarlet and gray uh, is lighting it up, okay? So these quarterbacks are going to throw it roughly 40 times. That equals 80 in my book. That equals a lot of points. I don't think either team is going to be able to stop each other particularly. I think it's going to be one of the – if you like offense and you like Big 12 football being played in the Big 10 right now, this is the game for you, 6.30 Central Time. on your, quote, quote, ABC affiliate.
3: Yes, uh, should be a lot of fun there. And also speaking of betting lines, if you are like Ken Silverstein and you like Purdue winning this game outright, you can get them at plus 340 on the money line, a little return wow. there if Ooh, you go with biggest, the Boilermakers. Wow. <laughs> am I, Guys, am I the only one who likes Purdue? or Am I, am I whacked or what here? I like him getting the points. I'm not going quite as far as you, but I certainly like it. And, and maybe I'll jump aboard here, and I'll play a little half-unit play on that money line, and we'll jump aboard and we'll go in connection this week. Ken, the other big, big matchup this week is obviously Michigan-Michigan State. And after mm-hmm. what we saw out of both the schools a week ago, mm-hmm. The Spartans going into Penn State, winning that football game. Michigan, the dominating performance against Wisconsin. A lot of times you'll see letdown spot, but with this rivalry game, you can't anticipate a letdown here, can you, from either side?
7: No, no, no. And, and the Penn State game with uh, Michigan State, you talk about stealing a game.
3: Yes. And,
7: and when I say stealing, not because it was a referee's call. Uh, Trace McSorley, don't go out of bounds on the last drive for Penn State. Unbelievable. He goes out of bounds, saves the timeout for Michigan State. And I'll tell you what, you know, you're going you're gonna to giggle, laugh, whatever. Obviously, you know I'm a big Izzo guy mm-hmm. when it comes to Michigan State hoops. After all these years of watching D'Antonio do it with lesser talent than Michigan has, lesser talent by far than Ohio State and Penn State has. And for the most part, not every year he had the down year. And so forth. And he got beat last year by um, Ohio State by forty plus. I think it was forty-eight to three, if my memory serves me correctly. In Columbus, and they got they got terrorized by Ohio State last year. Um, this guy can flat out coach. He just he just goes for it. I mean, he just I don't know. He just he's not the most charming guy. He's not going to you know he's not going to bedazzle you with personality. But Dantonio can flat out coach. With that said, he's going to lose Saturday in East Lansing. Um, the difference is the quarterback play. Michigan's had this defense now for the last few years. They got guys that are going in the NFL. They got guys that go in the NFL as high picks. Okay, Don Brown is really good at what he does as a defensive coordinator, and he's got studs on the defensive side. The difference is, I still don't like their running game. I still don't think they have the stud running back that's consistent. But they got young wide receivers who are now maturing and starting to play better and now they have, look, I'm not a huge Shea Patterson fan. I don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, but I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about how good is he as a collegiate quarterback, and I think Michigan Michigan wins, and I think Michigan wins by more than a touchdown. I don't know what the spread is. I don't know where the over-under is, Um, but I think Harbaugh now gets another W in a rivalry game, and that would leave him Penn State and Ohio State uh, the scout before the year is over. Right now, as of this conversation, to be redundant, Michigan is playing the best. And if you want to, you didn't ask, but I figured I'll roll it out anyway. Top five teams in the Big Ten right now, I'd have Michigan. I'd have Ohio State. I would have... This one is close. This one is close. On just talent alone. If you just look at recruiting classes and just pure athletes, Penn State's got a lot of great players, okay? But they got two losses. So i got to, as much as I'd like to put Penn State third, I really can't. Iowa is third. Yep. Why? Iowa's third because they're doing a lot with a lot less than the other big boys have, okay? okay. And they have the one loss, and you can make an argument that the one loss was fluky. You can make that argument. They probably should have won the game. Okay, they didn't, but they should have. So I got Iowa third. I got Penn State fourth. Just by talent, I know that some will say, well, how can you put how can you put Penn State in front of Michigan State when obviously Michigan State beat them? I just think Penn State's got better players. Okay, I got Penn State fourth. I got Michigan State fifth. But yeah, I got Iowa third behind Ohio State and Michigan right now as of this conversation. Uh, I think they're doing a hell of a coaching job. Stanley obviously is playing really well at quarterback with this last week, obviously with all the TDs. So I got Iowa third right now, their problem and you know it and Jim knows it and everybody else knows it, that they got to win out and hope that Wisconsin will lose somewhere along the way here. And,
1: they will. They, they will, Ken. I think Ken. they yeah. might. I think they Ken, will.
3: Ken, yeah. they're not only going to lose once. I think the Badgers are losing two more games. They still oh, have to go
1: to have, Penn State.
3: was going to be in the Big Ten. They are. They are. In they're going to be there. Because not only is Wisconsin going to lose at Penn State, I think they're going to lose either at Northwestern or at Purdue. I still see a 6-3 and three wow. Badger team happening this year. An 8-4 wow. and four overall, and got- nobody <laughs> had that in the preseason. Do you have Iowa losing one more game, or do they win out? No, I have them losing at Penn State. Yeah,
7: I think I think that's fair. I um, especially because I don't think you know what time the day uh, the game is going to be played. If it's a night game, two thirty. I don't have to tell
3: you. Oh, it's two thirty. Three thirty. Yep. Three thirty. Eastern. Two thirty here Central.
7: Well, that'll help. It'll yep. be dark by halftime ish right. because of the you know the change and so forth uh, uh, time wise. Um, yeah, I I could see, look if they win if if Iowa wins at Penn State. Mark it down. They're in. Okay, they're going to represent the West. If they lose it, it becomes a little trickier, but as long as it's not a tie and Trent's got them losing, meaning Wisconsin a couple more uh, in conference, then right now it'll be Iowa. I think it's going to be Michigan. I think Michigan is going to, I think they're going to win Saturday. I think they'll, I think they'll pay Penn State back. And then the game, quote, quote, the game, the rivalry, on the, I think it's the 24th of November, That's Saturday, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Uh, Harbaugh has to find a way to beat Urban Meyer in Penn State. If he doesn't do it this year, the guy's never going to do it. He's just never going to do it. Okay? This is the year he's got to do it. And right now, subject to change, I got, I got Michigan facing Iowa um, with Ohio State getting a one loss, possibly two. If I'm right and they lose to Purdue, they will also lose to uh, Michigan and go 10-2 and two on the year. So we'll see right now an Iowa-Michigan Big Ten championship game as of this conversation. Still got a long way to go. A couple weeks in October, all in November, a lot of games to be played. But as of mm-hmm. this conversation, um, I think there's pretty good, better than 50-50 chance that it's Michigan-Iowa in Indy. Wow. How about that? Hey, what How about you...
2: digesting yeah. that, boys? Let me let me let me ask you: What do you think about the last couple of games and the explosive offense that you have seen of the Iowa Hawkeyes? All of a sudden,
7: quarterback play. I mean, he's look. I mean, he looks the part. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the arm. He lit up Ohio State last year, so he he shows you he can do it. Now, some of it's play calling; it, some of it is, is execution of the play calling. Some of it, obviously, is who are you playing, when are you playing them, where are you playing them. Okay, how well is everyone else around you playing in so many uh, words? So he shows you flashes, glimpses, whatever you want to call it, of being, oh, I don't know, um, come off of six touchdown passes. You could make a hell of an argument off of last week. If he's not the best quarterback in the Big Ten, he's right there uh, with Haskins and, say what, David Blau's playing really well at Purdue. Jay Patterson's doing a nice job in Michigan. So all of a sudden, Trace McSorley, I'm still a McSurley fan. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but he's still a really good collegiate quarterback uh, for PSU. So what it does, one, it makes Iowa better, obviously. Two, it makes the quarterback depth in the Big Ten deeper. And three, because it's such an important position and the most important position on the field, it just makes the conference better. Because if you have really good, to great quarterback play, it makes your team better, obviously. It makes In this case, the West better because it makes Iowa a a better football team, which I guess indirectly makes the West a better division, I guess, in a certain way. And in a roundabout way, it makes the Big Ten better because, in this case, Stanley's playing really well, quarterback McSorley, Haskins, Blau, uh, Patterson. Um, Hey, I tell you what, I think at Northwestern, I think Thurston's playing uh, really well at this point, coming off a major knee injury. So, all of a sudden, At the most important position in the Big Ten, you could make an argument, I could be off by one or so here, that you're six, I don't know, maybe six deep, maybe seven, six, something like that. That's pretty good. Makes the conference better because, again, it's such an important position. And if you don't have quarterback playing, I'm not saying you don't have a chance, but I think you see where I'm going with this.
3: Sure, sure. Hey, last thing for you, Ken, we'll let you go on this. Nebraska falls to 0-6 with that, uh, just letting it get away against Northwestern in Chicago over the weekend. Do they get it done this week before Bethune-Cookman? Oh Boy, <laughs> the jokes would be immense if that's what it finally took. But do they, do they stop the jokes and they beat the Gophers this week?
7: Look, um, I saw Minnesota last week. Um, quarterback plays a little bit better than I thought it was. They ran the ball maybe better than... Uh, pretty well they got a couple wide receivers that are okay um boy oh boy oh boy it's that lincoln they gotta win a game i mean they got to win a game they're getting we're talking about nebraska they're getting so close um do i row the boat or do i give scott frost a w you know what it's a thursday we talk every thursday obviously uh we're what a couple of weeks away from halloween trick-or-treat and all that good stuff I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, quite frankly. (laughs) I'm going to pick Nebraska. I don't know why, other than they're getting closer and closer to the water's edge, which means a W, so I don't feel real confident about it. You know, one of these teams, you know, I mean, could Minnesota get to a bowl game? I guess they could get to six wins, I guess. I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule, obviously. Nebraska's just trying to get to uno, one win at this point, so... I'll wave the pom-poms for Nebraska. I'm not real confident about it, but I'll pick Nebraska in a close one because Minnesota, this is year two of rowing the boat, and he's still got a ways to go.
2: Ken, it's always good, pal, when we catch up with you. You have a great day and a uh, terrific weekend watching college football.
7: We'll talk to you next Thursday, guys.
2: I like it, Trent. I mean, that was great info on, on what we've got going right now in the Big Ten. And how kind of the dynamic can really change, and if you're correct, if Iowa runs the table here, that changes everything. No, I, do, I don't the think Big they're 10.
3: running the table. I don't think they're running the okay. table. Don't put words in my mouth, Jimmy B. I believe they Michigan, will lose to you, Penn State. Penn State, okay. But the okay. difference is, I believe Wisconsin has two more losses on their schedule, and because of that, Iowa would be seven and two. Wisconsin would be six and three. Iowa. Would be facing off against the East champion in Indianapolis. I don't like this Wisconsin team. I, I just I don't think they're good. I, I continue to say I think I will let one get away in that game in late September. It's going to be one that is going to to haunt Iowa fans mm-hmm. for a long time. They were the better football team. They are the better football team this year but the Badgers got it done that night. But we'll see. Still a lot of football to be played as we go to the back half of college football this year. With that, we need a break. We're coming back on the other side. Putting a cap on our hour. Jimmy B and TC continues on 1700 The Champ. Wake up with the all-new Morning
0: Show on 1700, The Champ, Taz, and The Moose. Every weekday morning from 5 to
4: 8. Real sports talk for real sports
3: fans. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to completeautoraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com.
1: Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on parts and accessories. That's 20% off brake pads, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores. While supplies last, minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 18
3: A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems. The right door, the right way.
2: Aggra- Why wait, don't hesitate. Come on, let's get away.
6: Being in Des Moines, you just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine.
5: I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks.
6: There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines,
5: you must be boring.
6: This is a magical place.
5: Don't miss out. Visit
1: CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines.
6: Catch what you've been missing.
1: urban For Wolf Construction, a plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net.
3: Back with you one final time. It's Jimmy B and TC, 1700, the champ, getting you home today with the drive from 4 until 6 o'clock. Me and Wolfgang got a packed show for you. We'll talk with Seth Gruen, some baseball talk, and more Big Ten. Jeff Hughes on the Chicago Bears. And Zuba Mahente will be with us in the 5 o'clock hour. Jimmy B, what do you got on the agenda for tonight? You got the Broncos and Cardinals. I know you're pumped up for that one.
2: I'll be (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not the uh, most glorious uh, thursday night game and we've had some pretty good ones uh, but we shall see you got two teams with bad defenses that can't seem to stop the run and i like denver in tonight's game look it's a short turnaround for both teams they both played sunday uh denver played much better than arizona did um I just think Denver finds a way. I think they just have better talent. I think the Arizona Cardinals are uh, on a downward spiral, uh, and they might as well just cut uh, Josh Rosen loose and let him play. And I I would expect them, they should, to play in an up-tempo offense, try to get the kid into rhythm. And they've just been like, uh, like, uh, like, like just kind of pulling sludge uh, out of your drain. It just takes forever to get it out. And from that standpoint, that's what the Arizona offense has kind of looked like. Look, this is, this is going to be an interesting game just from the standpoint that, and I reference this, that the defense has struggled to stop a running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gurley ran for 208 yards. When the Rams went to Denver and won. And Arizona gave up like two, rush, uh, two rushers had over 100 yards. So this is, this is going to be fun. Only from the standpoint, Trent, I think, to see who's the worst. You know,
3: I, I got something to run by you, Jim. Uh, okay. in, in one of my fantasy leagues, my starting quarterback is Russell Wilson. Well, the Seahawks are on okay. a bye. 14-team league. You know, there's 32 quarterbacks that and yes. teams with starting quarterbacks. Well, I figured, no problem. Go to the waiver wire here for the bye week. Pick somebody up. Because eh, maybe other people have buy No, there's a couple of teams that have three quarterbacks on their roster. And because of that, here are my options this week to start a quarterback. <laughs> okay. It is either Josh Rosen, who will start tonight. So I have to make yeah. this decision before 7.20 Central Time. Or... I can pick up Brock Osweiler because he's now available and he will be starting over Tannehill. Who should I start, Jimmy B? Josh Rosen or Brock Tober, Brock Osweiler?
2: You you know, look, I I think that what we saw against the Chicago Bears from Osweiler was truly an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I just can't see him doing that again. If if he does, Trent, I'll I'll be shocked. I really will. Look, I'm the kid, Josh Rosen, he's going to be good. It's just that he's on a bad team. Um, they don't have anybody really to throw to. Larry Fitzgerald is not Larry Fitzgerald of three years ago. This will most likely be his last season. They have David Johnson, a terrific player, as everybody knows, out of UNI. Who can run it and catch it, but the guy's only getting like 18 touches a game. That's it. When he should be touching it like 25 a game, either running or catching passes. And we both know what a good receiver he is as well. Mm-hmm. So I, boy, that's a coin flip. It really is. You want me to make your pick for you when when I just gave you those two scenarios? I'm
3: going with Josh Rosen. I'm going with the Chosen. Okay. I'm going with Chosen Rosen and and rolling the dice there and they're playing at home and and you never (laughs) know. Yeah. Yeah, the Broncos, you know, they can come off the edge and they can make plays. But I, I think I like Rosen in this spot, and that's gonna be the direction. And not only that, Jimmy B, what a night down there in Arizona. Arizona State hosting Stanford also tonight. We get Astros Red Sox trying to stave off elimination for Houston. Right.
2: It's a good Thursday night, Jimmy B. Well, it is a good Thursday night, and then you know what's on right after uh, all of those games conclude.
3: Oh, I have on no idea. On the West
2: Coast, LeBron James debuts oh. on the road for the Lakers against the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers, yeah. and uh, that's a TNT game, isn't it? I believe. Uh, I think it's yes. It is a TNT game. I believe. Yes, it is.
3: Excellent. Excellent. All right. Perfect. I got. Well, I'm. Yeah. I wish I could take a nap right now. I do have a couple hours before we're we're back well, on with the it, drive.
2: You could take you could take a nap from four to six. Let Wolfgang
3: <laughs> <laughs> let let Wolfgang do. I know, no, he is not in position yet to be doing that, Jimmy B. I will not allow that one to happen. I, I love the idea. No, no, we're we're not quite at that point of things. With that, we are out of here. We'll be back tomorrow here. One and two, our new time slot with Jimmy B and TC always having fun here. And we're paring things down a little bit for the old man, making him make sure he can persevere and get us through 2019. That, that's the hope here for you, Jimmy B. Thanks, as always, for your time. Thanks to Ken Silverstein for joining us here today. We will be back from 4 until 6 o'clock with The Drive. Myself and Wolfgang all here on 1700 The Champ. And don't forget tomorrow, our Central Iowa Game of the Week on a football Friday, the finale of the regular season The district championship on the line. Johnston making their way over to the western suburbs and taking on Waukee. The Dragons and the Warriors will have the call for you. 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock with the kick with the Dragons and the Warriors on 1700 The Champ. Thanks everybody out there for listening. Back at it tomorrow here. It's Jimmy B and TC on The Champ.
2: Tiki and Tyranny, every weekday from 2 to
6: 4 p.m., analyzing the day's top stories and interviewing the biggest names in sports. 1700, the champ. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you are selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign and lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at CharterHouseIowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's
5: CharterHouseIowa.com. CharterHouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply
0: This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team.
3: These colors? uh, These colors mean everything.
0: And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football. Basketball. Hockey. NASCAR. And more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Heavy, heavy rain this morning, causing backed up traffic all the way to. Please remove people.
3: all laptops and. Like- Folks, we're
0: number nine on the list for takeoff, so settle in, keep those seatbelts fastened.
2: rise without? Welcome to Weston. Travel can be disruptive to your well-being. That's why at Weston Hotels and Resorts, we have rejuvenating heavenly beds, a nutritious
3: superfoods RX menu, and a workout gear lending program to help you stay in control and rise above it all. Weston, let's rise.
0: From a bear messing up a car interior to a deer damaging a pool liner, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
5: Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
3: Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts.
7: From a massive cactus falling on a home to a deer dancing on a car's hood, we've covered it. Talk
0: to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
7: We are farmers. Bum, bum,
2: bum, 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 bum.
5: Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates, products not available in every state. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at DSMWhiskeyFest.com.
6: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 514